Hey, what's going on out there? Welcome to Talk About That, the podcast. I'm your host, John Driver, here with my co-hosts, the colorful Johnny W. Oh, yeah. And the lovely Dane Allen. Mm, lovely. <laughs> why am I colorful and he's lovely? Well, Johnny, if our <laughs> listeners could see right now, then you would understand uh, why. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 it's Christmas time, guys. It's Christmas time in the it's city. It's Christmas time in the city. In the city. What is your least favorite Christmas song? Mine? Uh, uh, Pahrumpa Pum Pum. Yes, this is not a right. great one. Although I still accept it because it's classic. Yeah, but see, what is defined as classic exactly? Old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate such a terse and direct like, answer. But there are some like old you're ones. on your way to being a classic. John. <laughs> <laughs> there are some old ones that aren't yeah. like classic Christmas songs. So like I mean, that All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. Yeah. I wouldn't consider that a classic just because it's not as popular i guess Who, what, I don't know. Did, did that one come from like a commercial what is that I have what no is idea. that i don't know but what would it be a commercial for i just, I just for some reason i remember thinking it was like a crest commercial or something <laughs> no idea would you do a toothpaste commercial about your teeth falling out well there's other teeth <laughs> they just missing the two yeah it's true i suppose it's not the, the toothpaste got it's not the toothpaste's fault if a child's tooth falls out but if a good adult's singing that song there's a problem yeah. you know like change your habits no, I don't like Prumpa Pum Pum yeah. because... That's not what it's called. I know. No, it's, it's called, called Drummer Mon- Monopias. The little drummer boy. <laughs> you said it's called Onomatopoeia. Drum. No, you, it's all you drum, don't like that song because of the onomatopoeias. That's the, that's the reason I don't like it. Really? Yeah, it's just weird. <sighs> I don't... It's like Batman. Yeah, it's like the old... Remember the 70s, 60s Batman? Bam! Pow! I have yeah. no gift Ooh. to bring Biff Bam Pow. <laughs> it is, it's very onomatopoeia. <laughs> you know, for me, it's a ridiculous premise. That's why. It's mm-hmm. like, okay... Number one, yeah, it's like mixing all these modern things. Yeah, it is. And, and it's it? like, why? Why is there a child with a drum yeah. coming? You don't in? think there would have been band. drums in the Middle East? I don't. I'm not saying that. Not a marching band drum. What was there a drum? Like the, in the one he plays in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I get yeah, why does it do that? That's a, I've never really thought about the song, but yeah, and, that, like, and like the fact that the newborn baby smiles at you—that can't happen. Yeah, that's just you know what I'm saying. Strange. You know what I don't like uh, in a way in a manger when it says. Uh, the cattle are lowing, the poor baby wakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. The idea that right. he's Jesus, so he didn't cry. I think they'd have been alarmed. <laughs> yeah. If your baby doesn't yeah, cry, definitely. that's bad. Right. The whole like this idea that we make him so, we, we, that, we so, yeah. you know, like he was, he was all man too. So it's like this yeah. idea that he was a 100% person, 100% God. If we really believe that, then this idea that like, but he never pooped. Never. <laughs> Not once. Not my Lord. That's so dumb. That's a really dumb belief. He didn't cry. He didn't poop. It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that first book I ever wrote was Shriveled Heart, where I basically told the story of Jesus. And that what was really hit me is when you try to – it was a novel based off of these things. When Jesus is sitting around with his disciples, I wanted him to burp. I wanted him to sneeze. Yeah. I wanted him to laugh. Right. You know, like – and if that, if that sounds – almost irreverent to you, then mm-hmm. I think you're missing the real miracle of the incarnation. I mean, that he was, he was a dude, you know, Did well, you and God, crea- God oh, created, we, we got here off. Of and guys, that's boy. it. Thank we you. We thank you for listening to today. Sorry. Our podcast is sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, what's your least favorite? Uh, Christmas I, song? you know, I hate the one where it's just repeats where it goes, happy holidays. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> and it goes into like a weird muted trumpet. But I, I like the, the one, one that Curry hates the most is it's the most. Oh, I like that one too. You guys like you no. guys hate happy things. Huh? <laughs> There's a lot of big moments in it. I love it. It's you know very... what else I hate? I hate the one where all the wrong inanimate or animal objects are talking. Said the little lamb to, to the, the shepherd. shepherd. <laughs> guys, no, that didn't happen. Well, if you see, the movie Star, we talked about that. Maybe that's where that came from. They're like, maybe these lambs can talk. <laughs> I just, I don't so you're saying you prefer The Silence of the Lambs? Oh, oh snap. That's a different movie. Yeah, it's a not a Christmas movie. movie. Don't watch that. No, it's not at all. It's not festive at all. Do you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, by the way? No, People fight over that? I don't. Because Christmas movies have to be about Christmas. It's fun to watch it in an ironic way. Oh, the Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's set at Christmas, but it's not about Christmas. It's yeah, about... Once you're like shooting guys with machine guns and dropping F-bombs, you kind of come out of the... You know, Emily doesn't accept the Home Alone movie. As I don't Christmas either. movies. No. What? Seriously? No. It's all about Christmas. It's about them tr- taking a trip on Christmas, but it's but like, not she like... She finds Kevin in Home Alone 2 like at the big tree. Yeah. 
Like it's when like she comes home, really it's Christmas is morning based around Christmas uh, for sure. I just don't if you don't, if you don't count that Christmas as magic. a Christmas movie, then you can't count Christmas Vacation as a Christmas movie because. And like somehow they have Christmas presents under their tree at the end of Home Alone Two. Even well, though Christmas Vacation has Christmas in the title, and they're set, he's behind the tree setting it up. They go sledding. There's a lot of Christmassy things happening. Didn't so Home don't... Alone the original logo have like Christmas lights on the letters or perhaps, something? Perhaps, but that definitely is a Christmas movie. You're okay. wrong. I don't like Home Alone. Can I say that? I don't really. I don't like like it very much. Did you know that they made another Home Alone? Sadie and I watched oh, they made it last night. But they, they made, made one that was from 2012. Okay. I forget what it was called. Three was it? Three? No, I never. Yeah. It had a three whole was... other name, and it was like okay. it was Home Alone something. It was well, like, it was like the eighth spinoff. Dane was... wants a reboot with the original cast, and I said, "Wait a few years. Rest Home Alone." <laughs> Nursing Home Alone. Nursing Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> now you got yourself up. You know, Macaulay Culkin's super weird now, and he did like this this kind of weird, trippy spinoff of Home Alone now that he's like an adult. Yeah. Have you seen that? I think so. It's weird. It's uh-huh. really dark. Yeah, he's he's out there. He's yeah. been through it's some stuff. Like on YouTube or something? Yeah, it's YouTube or Facebook or something. Child stars, they yeah. go through some stuff. Like, I, I yeah, sympathize. Sure. How I know, I guess. So, can you imagine peaking when you're seven years old? I can. It happened. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> it's all been downhill. <laughs> and it wasn't anything that remarkable no. happened. It's just that the rest of your life has been that much It was much more like more I crested a small hill. I wouldn't call it a peak. <laughs> it was like a... <laughs> Look no. who stacked those blocks, and it's been downhill <laughs> ever since. I really haven't grown in height since seventh grade. Really? Uh, but anyway, yes, I do think it takes a toll on child stars. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it is kind of sad. I, I sympathize. When I see somebody who kind of, like when you watch the Stranger Things kids, and you go, I hope that they turn out yeah. normal. I, I won't be able to handle it if Millie Bobby Brown Isn't she the coolest? Crazy. Yeah, do you I watch really Stranger Things, John? Cool. I do not. I'm, I'm considering it. You need oh, to. you haven't seen any of it? But I just finished the well, Crown Well, he's thinking two, about, so, uh, can he watch it with Sadie probably, right? No. Oh, okay. Dude. No, I put Sadie really to good. bed and then I watch things. Stranger I don't want to like hype it up for you, but it's really good. Is it good? I, it, yeah. it looks it's good. It's really enjoyable. Guys. Like, it's really innocent. It's, it's like, fun. I would call it, I always refer to it as, if you're a group in the 80s, it's, it's, a, Goonies. A, it's a nostalgia tornado. It's unbelievable the, the feelings that it will bring up in you from growing up. Does it have Goonie-esque? It's got Goonies. It's got a little Goonies, a little Stand By Me, a little E.T. Nice. Little E.T. It's like yeah. Stand By Me T. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I... Hey, I tell you that my child is mastering the art of wordplay early. Oh. She's making up... She always wants yeah, to tell kind of you... impressive. She always wants to tell you jokes, sorry. But the other one that she goes, what do you call an animal that once served in the military? All right. A petterin. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> that not bad. Good. Okay, so I have people... Who, uh, this is a social media thing. This reminded me of it because of wordplay. Uh, last night... And I don't do this thing where I scroll and like look at my, because I have a lot of friends on Facebook that I don't really know, you know, like a lot of us do. But you go, this is some pastor somewhere, I guess, that I know, and I don't want to make fun of the guy, but I got to make fun of this guy. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to say who it is, but this is his text. It was in the one of those ones where you put the big text, text, and it's a background. No, it's a it's a post, but it's on the the weird blue background where you have where it stands out really big on your yeah. statuses. You know, how do you make, do that? I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Anyway, here's what it says. Does anyone, I don't want to say where it says, does anyone in the, wherever he's from, have a Roomba or know someone that has one that I could borrow for an upcoming message? John. He wants to borrow. A Roomba. A robotic vacuum cleaner. I don't know. It might be For cool. his Christmas message. He and I started thinking. Like, was it a Christmas message? I would think it's for an upcoming message. Well, that could be next year. Maybe he plans. You don't think it's going to be like, let every heart prepare him Roomba? Something's going on. There's a bad pun. There's a bad pun in the, in the future for this guy. Hey, did you see? Did you see what uh, Nick Maples was a kid we had in Knoxville? Did you see what he posted the day? Uh-uh. He said, "It. it I just had. The, what did he say? This thought just suddenly hit me. I've never had an epiphany. Oh, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> it was very funny. It was very funny. Well done, Nick. If you're out there listening, well done. Well done. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, Nick's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else is that? Oh, you got to see Stranger Things, though. And I'm telling yeah, you, definitely. the child stars, is it- the child star thing, when you watch kid actors, you can see them acting, you know, mm. even if they're good. Like, even even I think Macaulay Culkin, you can see him acting. These kids in Stranger Things, they're so good that you're just like, yeah, they're pretty good. what they're pretty is good. happening? And you just want to hug all of them. I just, yeah. I love the it's kids. It's just a really fun cast, I feel like. You'll and love it. Is it Netflix? So, yeah. Netflix. It's Netflix original. And it's um, two seasons now, so. Yeah. I, I think just 
Millie is such a an interesting character. Eleven is such an interesting character in the show. She's so great. And on top of that, she's just really cool outside of that. And she's a kid. Yeah, and she's awesome on Twitter. She's so fun on Twitter and so positive. And I think she has somebody that helps run her account, like her older brother runs her account. But she's just cool, and I don't know. But like, you hope for those kids, like, please don't, please don't get addicted to drugs. (laughs) I'm begging you. I think the question is, can a kid survive? Right. Can can a kid in developmental, you know, formative moments? What does it do to you? I I don't remember like a good instance with a child star. Well, there's been some that they whatever they transition. I'm I'm now I'm at a loss, but sure. You always think of the bad ones. I would love to know that. Name one. Can't think of. Hold on. Stand by. Okay, Anakin, Ron Anakin Howard. F- Ron Howard that? seemed to do. Well, yeah, but he didn't get into acting. He got into directing. Who's Ron Howard? Ron Howard Opie. was director. He was... Oh, well, and then he was in Happy Days. Days. Yeah, he was an actor all the way. He was and actor, then he got in behind the camera. And then he his, became a, okay, one of the most famous directors, producers of all time. But he's well-balanced, and he's not hmm. a weirdo. And Right. Besides Opie. There's a lot. But again, that's a different age of child actor. You know? True. Like, not age. I mean, a different era. Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Super weirdo now. Oh, you mean the actor? The, 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 the kid, kid who did the, the Phantom kid. Menace. I was like, yeah, he became Darth Vader, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I should have thought of that while I was saying You're it. right, it ruined him. Yeah, man, that um, guy really turned to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> who is that guy? Um, I don't know, but yeah, he... he did he... Was he anything else after that? No. Do you that know, I there's a remember. documentary about the making of the Phantom Menace... And Lucas chose that kid, even though another guy had screen screen tested. Wait, really was well. it the young Anakin you're talking yeah, about? The young Anakin. Oh, Annie. okay, yeah. okay. This other kid had screen tested really well, and they were like, "Well, this guy's got it." All the casting directors were like, "Well, this guy's got it." And then Lucas came and was like, "No, him," and chose really? the other one who came off kind of petulant, and nobody really, everybody remembers him from the Phantom Phantom Menace as being like a whiny, yeah. bratty version of. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he didn't. He didn't. And well, now uh, Edward Furlong, who was the Terminator Two kid, he was discovered in an arcade, like between shoots. I think I read huh. that, like they were like, "No, it's not. We don't know who we have." And then they like saw him like talking trash at a video arcade, <laughs> and they were like, "This guy didn't half the movie happen in a video arcade." That's not where he. That's where they come upon him in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Olsen twins, aren't they like big uh it's like they're big models. They're now. entrepreneurs. They yeah, are, they own like a big They're billionaires. Know. They're billionaires. Yeah, they own they own like a fashion line or a, yeah. a whole line of lines. Well they had the whole things. video thing too where they did all these little movies that are straight to D V D movies that are about them. But you know, they won't do Fuller House. No. So they won't come back, you know, and, and do that. But I can see why. They, they wanted to stay out of the public eye and just spend their billions, I think. Mm. Which I understand I guys. Why that is. Who among us? We oh, always Hollywood think, wrecked them. Well, we always think like, dude, you have all this money. Why can't you figure it out? Like we just, right. even if we know in our mind and in our heart that like money is not a solve, we can't help but like hold other people to a higher standard. We talked about this with the athletes. Like, yeah. Come on, you get paid millions of dollars and you can't do what I want. You can't right. respect the flight, whatever. I, and so it's like, okay, they can't have an, your opinion doesn't matter because you're supposed to just shut up and right. take your, go cash your check and shut up. Right. right. And so we all have that weird thing of like the money. If I had that kind of money, I'd never. I'd be. I'd fall in line. I'd do whatever. You know, it's like not necessarily. Yeah, the American the American dream makes you think that. Think about it. That's that's the nineteenth century American idealism yeah. that causes you to think that if we all had this, right. then everybody would be happy. You know, right. that, that's the general. Well, and they pitch certain things like that's. I was reading this thing about uh, this article about the the housing burst in the in the 80s that or in the 80s and then and then going up to where interest rates were in the 25 percent to get a home loan and then you had then it got crazy low and then 08 when it all went to crap again and like what caused it and they talked about how in the 80s they started pitching home ownership as the american dream like it's tied Mm. into the american dream like yeah you need to get you need to work for yourself or being financially independent, and you need your own home because you're throwing money away if you just rent. Like I've heard that so many times. Too. Yep. You're just throwing money away if you rent. And then like the first time their water heater breaks, they're like, oh, they're right. like, there's no landlord to fix this. Now I'm throwing money away on a water heater. And I get that it is better to own a home for me because I want to stay put. But what happened is all these people that bought bought homes that they really shouldn't have and then they have like maybe a transient kind of job, like maybe they're a nurse or maybe they're in the right. tech industry. 
And then the jobs moved to Seattle, and then you're stuck in Nashville because you bought a home here. Right. And so all these people were stuck in these homes they couldn't afford, and they couldn't leave. Their job had moved wherever. And so you had all these people trapped. It was because of that mindset. We trapped people in something they didn't necessarily need. Yeah. Know. You know, interestingly enough, um, historically, and you probably know this, Johnny. I don't know if a young, I don't know if the younger generation would know this. So, so you know the phrase "life, liberty, and the pursuit of what happiness." So, you know, originally, yeah. what that phrase was, it comes from Thomas Paine. So, Thomas Jefferson wrote that in the Declaration okay. of Independence, but it comes from Thomas Paine, who was a great Enlightenment thinker. And actually, mm-hmm. the original statement was "life, liberty, and pursuit of property." Property. Ah. So. Literally, in the American wow. idealism, we took and we interchanged property for happiness. We are which conflating goes back property to, with happiness. That's kind of crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's even weirder when you start thinking about we we counted people as property back mm. then. Wow. So then you yeah. get then you really blows your mind. You're like, okay, so we we counted these. This is three fifths of a human, and he can be my property. Yeah. And then that's he's like, a, that's a whoever has the most of those is like he's the happy slave owner. It's like. What a weird Man. culture. What a weird history. Yeah, it is. That we've got to reconcile. And that, I think okay. that's part of the deal. You have so many of those seeds at the at yeah. the epicenter of who we are that's yeah. causing us. I have a lot of theory about seeds, you know, as you know, that there are things people always say in relationships or in in, in conflict, well, I'm just going to let that go. And they think they're just burying it. But I believe there's no such thing as burying things. I think everything you think you're burying, you're actually planting and that things grow somewhere in unseen places underground. And I think that that's exactly what has occurred with, you know, what we're dealing with now with all the race issues and other yeah. things today. Is There's a whole lot of stuff that we wanted to act like in the middle of the 20th century because there were proclaimed equality mm-hmm. or the proclaimed, hey, this is fine now. We no longer have racism in our country as if you can just suddenly act like that's all buried. Guys, that stuff's been planted for 400 years. Yeah. And so, but back to the idea of property and, and to the idea of materialism somehow bringing happiness, I think it's so embedded into the American thought process that even those of us who feel like we've risen above it, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost an impossibility, I think, to, to not have yeah. that subconscious thought process that if I had a million dollars right now, right. I would feel differently about life. That if I ever, I think something... I have this idea that even if you get everything you've always wanted, mm-hmm. you will still be whom you always have been. Yeah. And there's that thought. If I got what I always wanted, then I'll be somebody different. But no, getting what you always wanted won't change who you've always if been. If anything, it amplifies yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as somebody who I've had a little bit of success, I mean, I'm still way under the radar in my career. And so it's like I like where I am because to me, I make a living and I'm not famous enough yet to where I can still make a lot of mistakes and get better. Yeah. So I can do so I can for instance if I have a really really bad night, it's not going to be nobody's going to know about it except those people. I sometimes I'll say it if I'm in a room and if it's like 50 people I'm like, "Well, not a lot of people shut up." I was like, "Well, this is going to be great cuz you guys ain't even enough people to start a rumor." <laughs> you know, it's like there's a freedom in anonymity. Yeah. But yeah. I also make a, a living at what I do, which is a very cool thing. But like it I've already seen it mess with my identity uh some and it amplifies how so it i for instance um selfishness like you you think oh well if i had this then i would blah 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 but then you go oh no i'm a selfish person because i have this and now it's like i don't i mean i, I give quite a bit but it's like there's um you just start thinking about yourself as I'm I'm into self preservation, or I can uh, justify things. Well, I got to take this. Yeah, this is not a gig that I necessarily know I'm going to do well at, or this person thinks they want to throw this money at me, but this is not going to be. But I need this because I have to. It's almost like you build a lifestyle based on what you're making, and then the lifestyle kind of owns you, and you have to keep taking things that taking work to ju- to justify the life to, to keep that going, yeah. which I never really wanted to do. And so I'm trying to like, okay, how do I slow roll this more? Yeah. 
Like, oh, okay, well, I can afford this house, so I should get this house. Now, I didn't go buy a house that's like, well, you can, you know, when you first get approved for a loan, like, you can buy this much house, and you go, like, to the dollar. <laughs> when you first, like, you go yeah. find that house. Because yeah. why would you not want the biggest house? You can barely make this payment. <laughs> that's, again, that's that homeownership <laughs> dream that we all bought right. into. Rather than be like, this is more prudent. We don't need that much space. So we were kind of smart about that. But there are things where I look at my life and I go, am I be- what am I becoming? I think we're always becoming something. Yeah. And we never stop becoming. And so your success amplifies it. Failure, I think, is way easier because yeah. everybody fails and everybody can relate to failure. Dude, mm-hmm. if you get comics in a room, if you get comedians in a room, they won't talk about, dude, I freaking did Carnegie Hall. It was amazing. They'll tell you the funniest bomb stories. Yeah, how they bombed, yeah. And it's amazing. It's amazing, and that's the stuff that people gravitate to. There was a story I was doing. I was opening for Kathleen Madigan, and she was telling a story about another comedian who's pretty famous. Her name's Tig Notaro, and she's pretty well-known in alternative comedy circles. She was doing a show, and Madigan was with her just hanging out in Ireland, and they were at this pub. Nobody knows who Tig Notaro is in Ireland, and yet she was going up. They brought her in. She goes up, and she is bombing. She's a very slow roll. Like, you have to get her to get her. She's eating it so bad. And McMadigan's in the back laughing because you laugh. When you know a comedian is funny and they're eating it, there's nothing funnier to watch that. If, you, if somebody's terrible, you're like, oh, this is awful. But if somebody's funny and you've seen those jokes kill and you're watching them eat it, it's amazing. <laughs> so she's eating it and Madigan's watching. And this guy stood up in the middle of the pub with his pint in his hand. And he said, <laughs> he said, you're ugly and you're not funny. And I won't have it. And he took a big <laughs> drink of his pint, slammed it down, and he walked out. <laughs> that is that is the most brutal heckle ever. I won't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the stuff. Like, failure is so familiar. Yeah. In success, uh, the little tiny bit that I've had of it, it man, it will reveal things about you yeah. that are ugly. And uh, it's fascinating. Isn't it so funny how, like, Early on in your career, early on in whatever you're doing, you look ahead at maybe somebody else, somebody bigger mm-hmm. in your profession. You're like, well, if I only had his problems, yeah. If I like my problems seem really bad right now, but if I got there, yeah, then nothing would be hard ever again. Right. And that's how we think. And you know, as you progress and you you hopefully start climbing the ladder, and yeah, you just realize that like, no, all problems are kind of a big deal yeah some stuff you don't even think about like i talked to a comedian yesterday who's very successful i won't name him but like he's had he's a comedy central specials he's a friend of mine and he was telling me about every time he goes and does a club he feels like there's five or six people that want something from him yeah come do my podcast come do this can you do a free show here can you blah 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 and uh, can i get can i get time on the show because they're using him to get into a room because uh, yeah. that's a big thing with comics is like Get me into this by using your leveraging your platform, right? And it's very uh, transparent. And but they he goes, but I think they think I don't know what they're doing, right? And he goes, and it's made him, it's turned him into like not paranoid, but it's made him more aware of it to a fault. Like he's just like, I don't want to be put in this position. And it's it's like, and I go, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of like when you get to a certain level, like everybody wants a piece of you. Yeah, I see it with Tim Hawkins some, but like. He just seems to deflect it in such a nice, humble way, and I just don't ever – I'm sure it happens, but his brother kind of is his bulldog too. His brother says no for him a lot, you yeah. know, so he doesn't ever – it doesn't ever cross his desk sometimes. But it does take a piece of you, and you have to keep saying no to people. No, 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 no. Yeah. And they, they don't understand. And then they walk away, and they don't think like, well, that's, that seems reasonable. Like, I get it. He gets – they just think, what a jerk. Yeah. That's their interchange. So he carries that around. It's a weird thing. To I, have. I'm actually kind of sensitive to that whole thing because, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, crazy yeah. celebrities or anything like that. But, like, the few people that I, I like, look up to, mm-hmm. I am very careful as to not make them think that I need something from them. Yeah. Because, truth be told, like, what's a tweet going to do? Like what, what could they do to like elevate yeah. me really? And I, I, I don't yeah. know. I just don't want to, I don't ever want somebody to think that like, I'm only friends with them because I need something yeah. from them. Yeah. But, that's a big deal, man. Because, and I've had to learn that too. There's things I think I early on, you just call it hustle and you'd be like, doesn't right. hurt to ask. Doesn't hurt to ask. It hurts. Sometimes it absolutely hurts. hurts. Sometimes it hurts to ask. Because and it, it hurts damages that your yeah. relationship nice. at the root of it. Well, it hurts that person too because they have to then you're making them feel weird if they don't 
Like, let them give. Now, there's a time and a place for, like, putting yourself in the right position to where you're in the room when they're looking for people. It's the reason people move to Nashville. Mm-hmm. You can li- I could live in Knoxville and do X, or you could live in Knoxville and do X with your music career, or you could live in Nashville where things are happening. Right. You're more likely to be in that room when they go, mm-hmm. where's that? Here's, so makes, that yeah. Yeah, here's that new track or whatever. There's something like that of being around, but, man, this idea that i got to kick down every door and abuse every relationship to get where I want to be. It yeah. just is it's ne- it's counterproductive. Well, and it's the way that we are told that you have to do it. Yeah. And and it it feels very counterintuitive not to pursue it that way and and come into that place of wisdom because man, I, you know, you live in Nashville long enough. Oh, Johnny, you and I were in a band for years and Dane, you're in a band. Remember every show we ever went to with every band we ever liked? It yeah. was always about us. Right. We would go try to find them and hand right. them a CD. And, and that was. You're hustling and, yeah. and trying to get – and by the way, that did nothing. Yeah. Generally, Zero. artists, you know, I mean, what <laughs> what were they going to do? They would even tell us sometimes. You meet somebody, they'd be like, you know, we really – handing us this does nothing. Like, we don't really and, – and just coming to that place of going, everything in life is not about an opportunity mm-hmm. for me. And that's a – when you're creative, I think especially – or you're a creative who has an industry. If your creativity has an industry, some creativity doesn't. And I think it's probably a gift because you're not expecting a, a living or advancement. Yeah. But when your creativity or your creative, you know, genre has an industry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's a very difficult. Um, you know, we talked about that before. So you know, you spend. I wrote ten books before I ever had any sort of relationship with any sort of publisher yeah and writing those 10 was because i liked it yeah you know it's because i liked it right and then and i really prefer to have it it's not that but when there's a deadline and there's payment on the line you know you're like oh crap i have to actually do this now like there's no mm-hmm. I didn't, you, and then you hope you like it and, and, yeah, and it has some, the potential to suck the fun out of yeah, what you're passionate it's, about, and then you know sometimes you get you sometimes you're writing a project that's not that fun, and you're like, mm, I never would have done this if Can I you wasn't. name those projects, John, <laughs> in order current. alphabetically. They are, <laughs> um, no, and and I mean, but even something that you like is going to yeah. have moments that are not right. fun in it, and but you're tied to it, and like you said, you get used to this. Like, there's an expectation. You know, I've already I've already told my wife this is this is what we needed for our budget. Yeah, you know, this is what we've now planned. This is. And then you start having kids. Well, that's what most people do. They do. They, well, we made a little more money and you raise your lifestyle to match that. So then you go, well, there's, it's still, now we just have a couple of nicer devices. Right. You know, we, uh, like, uh, Louis C.K. said that he said, people, I don't think people are happy. I think they're sort of satisfied with their products and then they die. (laughs) (laughs) That's really dark and really true. (laughs) Well, you know, the, like I'm sort of happy with my iPhone. <laughs> it won't quite, uh, and then they die one day. <laughs> well, you, know, you had that whole minimalistic movement. And yeah. I, mean, I know it's still out there with the small house or the, you know, the yeah. little, sorry, little house. I'm, I'm a minimalist. I'm a minimalist in that. that I don't watch those shows. <laughs> okay, I think the shows are really cool. I've eliminated those shows from my life. <laughs> Emily, good. Emily desperately wants us to just sell everything and oh, get and a go tiny off the grid. house. Yeah, get, no, off the... not go off the grid. Get oh. a tiny house. Like in some field, three hundred square feet. I want to see a tiny house with a big dude in it. Tiny house, big people. That's a show that needs to happen. (laughs) Like a big six foot eight dude who's married to like a five foot two person. She's like, he's like, so he's constantly just got this huge knots on his head. He's got gauze, just a full head of gauze. That's amazing. There is freedom in simplicity. There's no doubt. Our friend Andrew. Yeah, he would love it. Like that's his thing. He 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 wants the simple. No, he but, would not love a tiny house. But he wants it to be gadgety and simple. No, like he still wants. He would, he would, love he would to Wi-Fi. have a tiny house, like apart from his main house that he visits. Yes, <laughs> which I would be cool with too. That, he takes up into the fun. mountains, like a vacation home, maybe for sure. Yeah, but like no, if you think you want a tiny house, chances are you really don't. Well, it's kind of like when you go on vacation, like to the beach and you get it you get a condo mm-hmm. and it's small and you're like oh this is great so yeah, but you don't realize all your stuff's not in it. right and about, about <laughs> day five you're like well there's we only brought this one suitcase of clothes what and if i needed more and there's know? zero walls like you don't think about that when you need space like i for real need space i need so many walls between me and emily sometimes <laughs> wow that's like beautiful. you just need 
privacy. You need space, even if you don't think so. Uh, right. So you know, you're a loud farter. Do you think I get she's going to listen yeah, to this? That's true. You know, we were at a wedding. No, she doesn't. She, she doesn't, doesn't listen. She thinks it's. Uh, she told I, me she hates you. I need uh, so many. I need so many walls, walls between, between me and my. Sometimes, wife. dude. Uh, sometimes. You know what? I hear you. I feel you. Well, they they talk about that with with building <laughs> homes. Speaking of which, because like. Uh, Wesley, my realtor, he was talking about that. My friend, not just my realtor. Oh, wow. Wow. Now he's listening. <sighs> he does listen. But he's a realtor, and I'm just – he 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 always is in on the building process when they're building a home or whatever. And he's talking about like the – you always look at the trends of where homes are going. And then what's the – is it granite countertops now or is it Corian? Is Quartz? it whatever? Or- but like what's happening now is open floor – everybody wanted open floor plan, and now – we realize, like, oh, we need walls. <laughs> I can see you can see the pile of dirty dishes from the couch, and it stresses you out. So, like, yeah. people are starting to build more close to our floor plans now because they're like, oh, what if my mother in law comes to live with me? And this open floor plan is going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Dane, I think we should write a pop song, like one of those breakup songs about needing more walls. I need more walls. Us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's we could write start. a huh? It's a good song. Like well, I don't think it's a breakup song. I think it's a. This is so we don't break up song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good country song plot, maybe. Well, in the country song, it would be, we need more walls because I've punched holes in all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, country and oh, songwriting, did you, guys, did you guys watch The Voice? Oh, yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, our our own uh, former uh, youth group kid, Chloe yeah. Kohansky, the big winner. Yeah, Chloe. Beautiful. Chloe was uh, in youth group here back in in the day, and uh, very very nice young lady. I'm very proud of her and, and excited for her. But yeah, man, what she a, won. What a yeah, crazy opportunity. Amazing. And yeah. look, Nashville's representing. Didn't they have? Didn't last year's winner? He was from Knoxville. Chris Blue. Uh huh. Now you got a Nashville kid. I'm telling you, this is uh, this is this. They town. should give us a name. They like, really should call us. What would they? What would you think? What they would call a us? music city? Speaking of which. <laughs> We got the soccer team now, yeah. right? Is yeah. everybody excited? No? I'm excited. I think I'm going to get into soccer now. And people are like kicking around names on Twitter. They're kicking around names, are they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so somebody, I can't remember who it was, it was like a, a country music guy, and he said, he goes, I'm calling it right now, Nashville Hot Chickens. That's the team <laughs> name. I was like, that's amazing. But you'd have to call it like Pollos and Fuegos or something like that because it's, <laughs> it's more of a, a Spanish sport. It'd be great. Pollos and Fuegos. Um, I don't know if in well, I, I, chickens on fire. John. I used to. I know. Me pollo You know, I used to really kind of dog soccer. It's, you can't do that anymore. It's very offensive. No. I'm not. I'm not doing that now. I watched of, the World Cup and I got into it. people I care you don't like soccer. People care. People I care about love soccer and they're like, well, and they act like you're an idiot if yeah, you don't like it. Like, like, oh, you probably oh, want Americans don't want to come with the rest of the world. I guess you and... like CTE. No, I don't want CTE. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and I understand that football is not for everybody. Yeah. You know, and basketball is certainly for everybody. But I love basketball. It's my favorite game. Here's so. the deal about soccer. Soccer literally is for everybody though like that's the most international i know and i get that but i don't live but that's the thing we're i live in nashville we're so bad we have and i want population and we're so bad we have 300 something million people and we can't field a good soccer team isn't that fascinating to you yeah (laughs) i think i do like soccer don't like soccer these countries with like 18 million people are beating us i think maybe People who say they don't like soccer mm-hmm. really just haven't given it a shot because they're like, "Oh, soccer's dumb. Soccer's lame. There's no contact." Like, it is a that's lot of preconceived no, no, no. no. I have, I have, I've come to respect soccer now. Yes, and, and and I've watched. You know, we have friends whose kids play and they're college players and everything else. No, I'm I'm really impressed with what they do. I think the problem, and this is this is the argument I always make about soccer, and in and I guess it's already been disproved in my life because I actually enjoyed watching the Preds last year, and I had oh, the yeah. same arguments for hockey because they're similar games. Yeah, but the for me, an American mindset of sports is about excessive scoring. Yeah, a lot of scoring, and and that everything mm. you do leads to scoring. The thing about soccer that I'll talk to people who watch this great soccer game that ended in a zero zero tie, yeah. and I'm like. How could it have been a great game? Number one, if you could tie, there's no clear winner. And two, like, oh, it's just amazing play. But but there was no relevance to the outcome of the game from that amazing play. I think there's, in soccer, maybe there's a little bit more uh, focus on finesse and detail and style and how you do things. 
as yeah. opposed to what you actually did, like as far as the end goal. And in, in, in that respect, I think I'm wrong because it actually does celebrate the athleticism more than it does well, you have the a outcome. Point. And America does this across the board. We do it in movies too. Like we need like big blockbuster films right. where there's a bunch of explosions to be entertained. And but I, I think, think everybody likes that. Like blockbuster films do well everywhere though. Like everybody wants big but explosions. In fo- but just in football, just, just, yeah. to, just imagine in football, it happens all the time. This guy has this amazing 80-yard run, right. and the player on the next play, another guy fumbles the ball, and he didn't score. You always go, well, that was a wasted play. Yeah. Like, because no one, he advanced the ball to the one-yard mm-hmm. line, and somebody fumbled. Whereas in soccer, what you're doing, in football too, but you're, you're seeing what the defense did on that play, so that now when you come back down the field, you notice this guy's cheating to the right, or whatever. There's all that weird mindset that goes into it. To me, what bothers me about soccer and hockey is it feels like there's a lot of goals off of, like, chaos. Yes. And so you just go – it's almost like when you play pool with somebody and they hit the balls and they just go everywhere and a bunch of balls go in the wrong pocket that they didn't call and they go, I win. And you go, you didn't win. (laughs) There's some of that in hockey where it's just like people just swinging wildly and then the puck goes in the thing like, I'm a great hockey player. Are you? Because it went off your skate. But every once in a while I watch a guy come down and he'll, like – you know, put the puck backwards between his legs yeah. around no, two three guys. Really that's a, that's amazing when it happens. Uh, hockey's won me over. I went to a game live, and that's the thing you got to go see. Hockey go Preds live. game, yeah, yeah. you got to go see it live. Preds yeah, for real. The hockey. When when my family first moved to like the Nashville area, my parents really got me into hockey, and I'm not like an avid follower or anything, but. Yeah. Well, we went to the game, yeah. and you have the big light show, yeah. and it's it's cold, and like there's definitely like an atmosphere in yeah. there that you and you love the cold, can't shake. It's true. Yeah, yeah. no, and I do. I, I, I we didn't watch all the games, but certainly when we went to the finals last year, I mean that was like and my wife and I both. I mean we enjoyed that. I mean that time I took the kids, Dane, when you were young, to that it was one of our retreats. I took y'all to a Preds game. And I bought these tickets. Did you Maybe. go, Johnny? I don't think so. And I bought these tickets, and they were great tickets, and I got the kids there early. And we went into the to the arena, and they were literally, literally, we were sitting at the top with our backs against the very top was wall blade, there was. Same. And we were the first ones there. Um, so we were filling this little section at the very top of an empty <laughs> arena. It was like the <laughs> weirdest. Sad. It's like, I think I can see. You talk about not seeing the Did puck. you get the tickets for free or something? <laughs> they were, no, they were like, I don't know, $5 a piece oh, or something. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was like, oh, wow, that did not work Best out. Best youth pastor ever. Yeah. So, well, I, I, it's still fun. Sporting yeah. events with a gr- large group of kids are tough. Anyway, remember when we went? There was some trip we went on, and we were in Miami for a day. It was a missions trip. We were in Miami for a oh, yeah. day. And we went to a, or was Tampa, to we went to a Tampa Bay Rays game. How did we go to a Tampa Maybe it was Miami Marlins, but I think it was Tampa Bay Rays. I wasn't on that trip. No, nah, it was certainly in Miami. It was a, it was a his house trip. Oh, Maybe it was the Marlins then. It was. It was Florida Marlins. We were still a Florida Marlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go there, and we're like, oh, this will be great. We got Oh, they hated tickets. it. Well, it was so hot. It was, it was July or, whatever. Yeah. or June or whatever <laughs> in Florida, and I, I kept going under the tunnel. I, I kept getting those lemon freezy ice things. <laughs> I think I had 12 of those. You know what? That was the Miami trip. That I remember, so we used to go down for our listeners. We used to go down and work at a um, a children's home, so kids who are in the system in the Miami area, and they would live. It was a, it was a, it was a comp. It was it was an old like nineteen sixties thing that this that this five hundred one c three had bought, and it had just like hundreds of buildings, and it was mm-hmm. this huge complex. Yes. It was great, and you'd work, and we basically ran this camp for the kids, and we went I don't know four or five times. But that particular year, you're talking about, it was so brutally hot and in the main room where we meet with the kids it, the the AC was broken uh, and yeah. I remember that trip every mm-hmm. night the whole team would get but we actually stayed in a hotel well, some some years we stayed in one of the buildings yeah. and we were great those years this year we stayed in a hotel so you think it was better and we would absolutely collapse like everybody would go to bed at like 7 o'clock <laughs> like there's something about that heat that yeah, just it, it, like you couldn't you just couldn't you know I also remember we went to eat at a uh we, they would go, and, and I, got, <laughs> I got with some kids, and they had a payway down there, which payway is one of my favorite restaurants. And I convinced these kids for some reason. We ate payway, I think, six nights in a row. Every night. <laughs> it was like and the other kids, kids would get so angry because they could choose where they wanted to go. We're like, payway. And so we'd let other kids go, but, but a group of us would eat literally Chinese. <laughs> I think I could eat Chinese night. every day, though. Oh, I, what we could did? you eat every day, Dane? Oof. What could you eat every day? Sushi. Really? Sushi. Yeah, I do okay. love sushi. It's not so heavy. But that's Asian, though. It's the same. It's not, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I, yeah, I could eat. I could eat Chinese food every day. Do you know in Asia they do? By the way, they just call they it eat food. Asian every day. 
I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Cause some people could eat Mexican every day. I can't, I couldn't do Mexican every no, day. No, I can't. Yeah. Chips and salsa, maybe? Uh, I might be, I might be good. I think I could. Yeah, I don't know. Guys, let's try it. I think okay. we get in 2018. I think today we need to go to Payway, though, right? This is our last Keep episode, by the way. Have we talked about this? Is our last episode of the year? Of the year? Is it? Yeah. I didn't it's know that the we last were deciding episode. That. Are we? Are we year. confirmed for that? I don't know. We can do it next week, maybe. Next I week's my know. birthday. Uh, next week might be difficult. birthday John episode. Has a Christmas birthday. It's a Christmas miracle. It's not. It happens. Which every reminds year. me of the bet. The funniest. It's dumb, but it's a cute joke. Kyle Kinane, who actually is a secular comic, uh, not a Christian comic, but he has this joke about. Uh, the wise men, the gifts, like gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Like frankincense and myrrh, like I get, but like gold, that's that guy. That's a little overshooting. Like when he leaned in, he probably whispered to Jesus, this is for your birthday and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most adorable you know, Christmas Tim, joke ever. One of my Tim Hawkins' favorite jokes he ever said was the uh, – and we talk about the Christmas songs again. The uh, a child, a child shivers in the cold. Yeah. Let us bring him silver and gold. gold. He's like, hey, how about a blanket? He's like, look, he's shivering. <laughs> Throw some gold on him. <laughs> like, the kid's gonna be loaded. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Johnny, uh, I got to go to Cookville. We went. Did we? We did. A, you did a Sunday service. I was just tagging along for fun. Yeah, my brother-in-law is, uh, is exciting. He's uh, Greg is going to come on the show next year. We've already been talking. Um, and uh, he's uh, starting a new church called Central City Church in Cookville. That's where my brother lives, and my brother-in-law lives, and my dad went to school at Tennessee Tech, and so I have a lot of a lot of Cookville connections. But Cookville's a cool town. It's a great town. I think per capita, the restaurants in Cookville have to be. Yeah. There's a disproportionate number of restaurants to the population. Well, it's a college town, so that's the thing too. And you're, when you have a lot of colleges, there's always like. They know that these college kids are going to want to eat something. Because yeah. we got done. It was a 930 service, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Dane, I finished on time. I couldn't believe it. Well, how long was your message? <laughs> 35 minutes. He had. How do you? Yeah. They, I think I went 36. They went, they went a little over their time. down to 30. They. Keep whittling <laughs> down. <laughs> Until it's You'll five. Get there. Yeah. Well, they said, they said, we're absolutely out by 1030. And then they started five minutes late. And I had us out at 1031. Nice. So it was pretty. It was. But they loved remarkable. you. It was. Uh, and I had three points, by the way. Wow. Yeah, and, and, they, I, and I don't even do that anymore. There I'm trying was to do three alliteration points. too. Look, the alliteration was, <laughs> it was a, accidental. I don't. A birth, a brooch, <laughs> a bag of chips. They all had bees. I can't remember what they it were. Was a baby. A baby. Uh, a body. A body and booger. A bride. No, a baby, a body, a bride. Yeah, a baby, a body, a bride. Gotcha. Which it just and I didn't mean to. I like here's the deal. I don't. I really you didn't mean to, guys. I did. Yeah, you I did. I spent so Please many years doing it, alliteration that it. I can't. My spirit just does what it wants. I can't stop. <laughs> no, but it's. I'm uh, just a channel for these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a conduit. <laughs> it was really cool because they don't have a building yet. They're meeting in a construction company has this office building, and they had this upstairs room. So it's like a concrete floor, unfinished, un, you yeah. know, a, a, a kind of raw ceiling that mm-hmm. you know. It was really, it was really cool. They probably had about a hundred adults in there, and that was awesome. Had childcare happening in the uh, office spaces and everything, and and they had donuts. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one, but they had donuts. donuts that's, how you, good. that's how you start a church, bro. Totally. Absolutely, donuts and coffee. Set man. the tone. They were great. They were great. The worship leader was really good. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but the people, I mean, the community. Greg's really building it around. Yeah, it's cool to see something in this at the start. It kind of reminds me of when we started this church. You know, like yeah. you guys, that the just there's an energy there that's like. What are we going to be, and what's this going to look like? And yeah. well, when you come to something that doesn't have, you know, it's not. And I think that's it's it's way more authentic because you're there because you want to be. Yeah, you're not there out of tradition. There's there is no yeah, tradition. There's like you're exposed, not there because it's comfortable. It's like exposed beams and right. Yeah, it's We're, not a. Well, remember when we used to uh, do youth ministry here? We had just we just put drywall up in a in a room there was yeah. no heating cooling my favorite thing light about, bulbs yeah and my favorite thing about youth ministry ever red, was yeah, the kerosene big, heaters yeah. yes that would burp speaking of burping <laughs> yeah they would like spit didn't it fire. burp on a they kid one day fire. so we had <laughs> these soot on we you had too? those those kerosene blowers yeah. and yes every once in a while they put but, 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 like this big cloud of black smoke would come out and i kid you not one night <laughs> i forget what visitor kid it was and we oh. hung this tyvek with a hammer stapler yeah so like, like pop, plastic, pop, pop, put it into the crap. wall, and then you'd open it, let a kid in, and pop it back to keep the heat from getting out. You yeah, know? I remember I came to <laughs> one of those services, 
And they'd walk in on boards across like muddy terrain. Yeah. And, yeah. And oh, so, yeah. I don't know how in the world we survived it, but it was awesome. We it loved it. We'd, we'd hook up a lot of instruments and do bands, the whole deal. And, uh, and this kid sat right in front of that heater because it was freezing that night. And I watched it. It was like this slow mo. And I was like, no. They never came back. I don't know who it was. And it just like this big black cloud of smoke. It reminded me of that. Have you ever seen those fart cannons on the. The Minion movies oh, right. were on the yeah, Despicable yeah, yeah. Me. It, it was, was like that. Like it's a big cloud of, yeah. you know, <laughs> right over that kid. And they never came back. And that kid today, Johnny. There's always the stories. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Remember the stories? It was always like the, you know, like youth pastors in the 90s and 2000s, mostly 2000s, would tell this story. They'd be like, there was a kid one time who used to come to camp and no one befriended him. They, <sighs> they made fun of his clothes and they made fun of his piercings. Oh, yeah. I know. And then he, he left the church, and uh, today, and they just insert horror. Usually it was Marilyn Manson. Yeah, today right. we know him as Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson. Like gas. Sure. And it was like a, because <gasps> he like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. did that. Today we know him as Andy Stanley, actually. Yeah, what if it, <laughs> it, was, yeah, what if it was a great guy? <laughs> <laughs> it turned out okay. That was a, yeah. <laughs> really led him on to better things. Absolutely. So. Tease the piercings, and they'll oh, take him yeah. out. Dude, I remember that. That was a, that was a big deal, the Marilyn Manson thing, for well, a while. Yeah, because at like youth conventions, he had to come out and actually national events. They would play the video, the video, like the documentary of Marilyn Manson to Christians was that he was born, he went to church, nobody liked him, and then he became Marilyn Manson. Well, and then it was directly our fault. He became. If you kids would have said (laughs) hi and filled out a visitor card, maybe some. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was like it was super weird. If you'd invited him to your small group. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have weird man boobs today if you would have reached out beyond your Is weird sphere. Weird? Well, he has the remember – the, remember the album cover where he had like – he was no. the weird – He did some weird you. surgical – He had some weird album cover things, things. to his body, I think, yeah. Well, I don't think he I, literally I heard those not, things Let's not talk about that. I always heard those stories. <laughs> <laughs> I always heard those stories, but like I seriously don't know anything about – Well, and a lot of those are rumors too, but the one album cover literally he had boobs uh, – but whatever. Weird. Yeah. yeah it's a, he's a strange dude. Yes, But that's the thing is like, there's people who are strange and it's it's clear they're trying hard yeah, to be strange. strange. Right. He's one of those people that's like, he's probably adorable in person. <laughs> like, I probably would just be like, okay, dude, this is, wait, yeah, I get it. <laughs> right. I get what you're doing. You put a red contact in one eye because you want to be the devil. I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's, an, it's nice showmanship, but come on. I've seen like interviews with him. He just seems like a. He's he seems in, yeah. pretty normal. That's what me. I mean. It's like I mean, it's, as far as like his conversation. Well, that was the thing in the eighties too. He's just rehashing what in the eighties yeah, was the like big Satan scare thing. of like everything was. If I put a pentagram on the record cover, it'll sell this totally. many million units. Right. Like, but really, all they cared about is women. They like, they just wanted to yeah. have girls come to their shows. Anti-establishment for yeah. the sake of popularity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a maybe they were sacrificing cats. Dude, if we're doing it today. We should do a Only conference where we like tell the Marilyn Manson story. They'd be like, and guys, Marilyn Manson is our worship leader tonight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dude, I did a church one time uh, in, um, where was I at? Doesn't matter. Battle Creek, Michigan. Anyway, I'm in Battle Creek, Michigan. I'm at this church doing a Sunday. And the, they said, uh, the worship guy was practicing. I was like, man, your worship guy's really good. I said, yeah, he's going to do a couple songs and you're going to come up. And it's our 10th anniversary of our church or whatever. And so it was like a big, let's have fun day. And so I go, I can't, this guy sounds familiar. Have I heard his worship records? And he goes, no, he was, um, he was the lead singer of the Verve Pipe. So like the 90s band that did The Freshman, we were merely freshmen. Know that song? Yeah. It was like no. this huge runaway number one hit. It was like they only had the one big hit though. But that was like a signature song of the 90s. Okay. Crazy hit. And, Would you say and now the- he just is... Uh, that's a worship cool. leader. So whatever. That's cool. And he was a really cool guy, really nice guy. Sweet. Would yeah. you say the Verve Pipe is a better or worse name than Loyals? <laughs> better. I can think of so many. That's like a running gag with. I know. I love it. I think it's funny. It, we'll hear some weird phrase. and will be like, still a better still name. Still a better name. <laughs> I like Loyals. I remember that I was back then, in the old days, I used to manage Loyals. Before well, they you, were Loyals. you managed Skyhook. Managed Skyhook. And then I remember when you guys, we were in these text threads. Yeah. Like, I literally gave y'all, like, 150 name ideas. That's true. I remember and, that. Yeah, yeah, we spent a day. I spent a day, names and I just, I just brainstormed yeah. all day. 
Like when we went in, we were going to have to change our name for the second time. Oh my gosh. And we sat with a producer and he was real Southern. His name was, his name Don't was. Don't say his name. Why? Say his name. Come his on. name was Cooter Daniel. <laughs> We've gone and done it now. So you have to tell we sit story. down with this guy. Oh. First of all. Oh, here we go. Man, he had here. tiny hands. <laughs> like. I'm talking like this is, this doll had, hands. This has had 20 years to build as a folklore. <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a he had he had a thick southern accent, as you can imagine, but with a little bit of like a like he's like guys, boys, little feminine, yeah. little feminine. And he would so we used to we used to make up a character. We'd be like, shake my tiny hand, boys. <laughs> when we when we signed the thing to make the record with him, he said. Let's ride the ride, boys. Let's, ride the ride. let's make that. Let's make, <laughs> let's that, make that gold, gold record. record. That's amazing. So, but one of the things he did when he knew that we needed a name change, he goes, "I thought of some ideas." So we're like, "Oh, okay." By the way, this story is not embellished at all. No, like so we said none of it. This is <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, okay, I was there. cool. Well, we're thinking maybe Scarlet Thread. We don't know. That was what we ended up going with. And he's like, "What about this, Ark Eden?" And I was like, "Oh, hey, Cooter, that's a pretty cool Ark Eden. What's that? What's that? What's it mean? What's yeah, what's that about?" And he's like, "Well, you know, like in the Bible, there's the Ark in Eden." <laughs> God's honest truth, Dave. I go, <laughs> and then John's like having to tell him, like, I love "Well, it. those aren't really connected. <laughs> <laughs> those are different things." Uh, <laughs> he just put two Bible words. What was together. your name before Scarlet Thread? We were called Eleventh Hour. Eleventh Hour. And before that. Of Five Smooth Stones. Ooh, and before, before that, that, Amy Grant. <laughs> <laughs> that was already taken. <laughs> Amy Grant was taken. <laughs> yeah, do, you was, know, uh, do you know where Cooter Daniels is today? He, you know, he actually had, a claim, probably, he had a claim to fame. He did. He, he had a, a song. It was like a number one on the... It was called The, Farmer, it was called the Farmer's Rap. The Farmer's Rap. Yep. Farmer's Rap. It, hits like some, it was like a morning a gold, radio DJ type thing that went... Yeah. Hit a gold? Something? It went zinc. Can you believe it? <laughs> that thing... <laughs> that's, that's 10 units that's awesome yeah. no but Arcane. Cooter was a character one of many characters in our life uh, along our journey in music and uh, took took uh, some of our money and didn't live up to what he said he was going to do and he's not my favorite person but what we have all is, out there but what we have is Cooter's the, listening right but now but what we have is the story a single tear sorry Cooter if you're thinking of working with him uh, I would say to uh, run do not walk from him, he may be. He may be great. Unclench Maybe. your hand from his. Why tiny do you grip. hate him? I don't hate him. I think that he's a crook. Oh, <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, I think he takes advantage of local artists. Uh, and what he did he? What, what did he famous. produce for you? What what, rec- what record? The second record. The one that the you one. packaged in a DVD case? No. No, not that one. No, and that Why did you do that, by the way? Okay, that, that was a very interesting choice. No, no, no. The whole the record was itself was not normally packaged in a DVD case. That was a special. We made like ten of those. Oh, it was special. That was special for labels and for the. Um, oh. The idea the being that it would stand out on their desk Could if it was you next watch to a it? stack of no. No, but, but you put it in a DVD case. Well, we put it in a in an Amaray case because it had that way we could put more inform- more like uh, marketing information and stuff on hmm. the back. So the idea would be that like if you have a stack of CDs that you're like you grab this one because it stands. That's out not an uncommon thing. Like it's so silly that I still remember that it, it was in a DVD case. I have that. Your mom found one the other that's, day. That's the only Scarlet Thread record. But that then we I had, really, oh, we you had never had it. In, you never had it in the. No, I only had the no. It had DVD a jewel. Box. It had a jewel box. It no, had a record. Yeah, that, that was there was only like ten of those that we made. And yeah, they went the, to labels who then went. Oh, let's throw this in the trash. Hey, can I ask you? Uh, why don't you put it up on like iTunes and Spotify and stuff? I uh, don't know. People wouldn't want to hear that. Do you think people? Would oh, hear it? dude, I I bet that people like from back in the day would for sure want to hear. It. I would want to listen to it every okay. now. And then. All right. Well, Dane, will you put that up for us? And Dane, Toyota Van. How do you? How do you? Are you going to make fun of my music now? Is that what you're? Yes. <laughs> no, I really loved it. Okay, good. You guys are super good, and Johnny. Like probably one of the best guitarists I've ever. No, yeah, he's really no. talented. But yeah, Skitty. I really liked that record. Go there on. were like five, six songs on there. It was six. Five. It was Let's an EP see. for sure. Whatever. Well, my my favorite was Passion. It was because it had that cool. Oh yeah. Or well, maybe it was Parade. Because they both had cool guitar lines. Little delay lines. 
Yeah. Let's see. You had Parade, yeah. King of Eternity, Passion, Simplicity, Toyota Man. That's five. I, I liked Parade and I liked Passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every now and then I I put because I me and John play worship together a lot. Every now and then when I'm on guitar, He'll I'll play like an yeah. old school Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, it's <That's> awesome. <laughs> to like how great is our God or something. Yeah. <laughs> Those were it. fun times, man. They were good times. You know, I was, th- I was thinking of a song the other day that I had. There's a lot of songs I've written that uh, we never played because somebody moved to Nashville mm-hmm. that we were in the middle of. That yeah, somebody was me. That would be you. I broke up the band. But Dude, this happens. The tale's old what as time. Jerk. CCM. I took a job at a church. Selfish. Remember that song called I See Red that I'd written? Yeah. Totally forgot about I See Red. I can't find the lyrics anywhere. But I was doing something and the lyric came to me because someone said something. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. I wrote Did a you guys ever thing. have. Did you guys ever have fans that like knew every one of your lyrics? Yeah. Mm, yeah. You did? Yeah, we had some. I mean, That's it was cool. a handful. Yeah, they were mainly people at UT or whatever who were. Yeah, who knew Because we played it. Shows. We played every week at UT. We did worship. Right. For, so, you know, we had relationships with people. But we didn't ever have the experience of like looking out and seeing an entire crowd of people like mouthing the words and singing along. Unless it was a worship song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look at them. Look at them. They know this one. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Tomlin. <laughs> yeah. It was. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was good. Good so news. Could you put it on like TuneCore or something? I oh. think it's on <sighs> iTunes, is it not? No. No, okay. Did you just look it up? Spotify. No, I don't think it's up there. I have it in well, my Tune iTunes Core, library, but TuneCore costs money, John. So it, we yeah, have to, it's, there's like a fee. It's like yearly. 30 bucks, 30 bucks a year. So we got to know that we're going to make at least 30 bucks. Can we get some of our podcast listeners to yeah. make Let's do a, a promise. <laughs> Why don't we do that if a, they uh, we put it up. They're not just going to stream it somewhere and we get like Half of a cent for a thousand listens. Right. I mean, I've gone totally blank. What's the, what's it called where you run the campaign to raise GoFundMe? money? GoFundMe? Let's do a GoFundMe. For the $30. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like 100 bucks annually. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Isn't GoFundMe the one where if you don't make the money, then you don't you get, get anything? No, no that's, that's Kickstarter. Yes. Okay. Kickstarter. I don't want to do that one then. No. So there's a Kickstarter <laughs> that, I, that I made fun of yesterday, and it turns out like social media can't take a joke because people are freaking out. They make these blankets now that are heavy, and it says it's supposed to help. It's actually a real thing. And yeah. Oh, I saw your tweet. So I was great. just like, yeah, of course, because nothing makes me doze off faster <laughs> than being trapped under something heavy. <laughs> you know? And people are like, actually, um, I got well actually Oh, gosh. Death. I got well actually Well, well actually, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, moron. But I will say this. I found an article about that company, and they had to, like, remove a bunch of the things because they said, like, treatment of and they, you can't say that you can say this may should help, help with, with may right. help with you can't say treatment unless it's you can't been like say FDA. This is treatment of right. sleeplessness or insomnia or whatever but i've heard like these couple of moms got on there and they were like my son has aut- yeah. autism and he whatever it's and an i was like that's not what i was just making a joke about for me if i was trapped under a blanket i wasn't right. saying like this is junk yeah. what i can't stupid. figure out is is why you hate people who have right problems yeah let's, let's talk about this so deeper issue here yeah what about a lighter blanket that makes you feel free, freed up? Like I, I would they, call it like a sheet. I think they call it a sheet, John. <laughs> Dang it, you, missed, you beat me to it. Speaking of uh, Twitter articles, oh, oh wow! How there much time? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How much time do we have before you? We go have here? a little bit of time. How much? To talk about. We've already done an hour. We're, we're, we're at 57 minutes. Oh, geez. We don't have time for we don't this. Have time to talk about aliens. We'll have to save this for the next There's season. There's always time for aliens. Why didn't we get into this earlier? We didn't talk about Star Wars or aliens. Guys, we have a oh, lot to Star talk Wars. about. Should we Should we, Should we? we stop this one and record no, next week's episode right on, now? Man. We could go to record the next hour right now. Why do you hate me and Johnny so bad, John? You want to get out of here? I don't think we have another hour in us. Well, you don't want to do a long episode. I, so. I never want to do an hour, we but had maybe a, like five minutes of we had a, we had a. We had a very real critique at our wedding this last weekend oh, about no. when the oh, episodes that have gone. <laughs> Shh, I'm not saying her, but the episodes that go too long. Yeah. So. Well, Emily only listens to podcasts that are like 15, 20 minutes long, which is I mean, An hour is a very respectable podcast. Yes. Yeah. An she's hour and a half crazy. even happens occasionally. She's crazy. But she's your wife, Dave. I'm going to need a few more walls. Yeah, uh, you do. <laughs> Padded walls. <laughs> um. Well, you, you guys choose. Yeah. So if we go I long, I don't want to be blamed for it. That's fine. I don't okay. want to be blamed for it. We're we're under attack. It's basically <laughs> mm-hmm. where Dane's going with this, By right? Do you think these are? Do you think these are? If you think they're aliens, first of all, I don't think I. I want to believe. 
that this is this is an alien thing. I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying it's so very the Pentagon released a video. Yes, about with the, the spacecraft. U.S. They did Department not recognize. of Defense released a video. This video was from when? In a state, huh? uh, 2012, I believe. So they've had this thing. They've been sitting on it. Why did it get released? Right. Why would so they like, want to? They're not afraid of starting a panic, evidently. Yeah. So right. Yeah, it was very weird to me, yeah. and it's not a big deal for some reason. So okay, so the Department of Defense had this program. I forget what it's called, yeah. but they, it was running NASA. for like five to seven years. <laughs> <laughs> it was running for like five to seven years where basically all they did was like look into unidentified un- <laughs> unidentified flying objects. And right. uh, just that, not not even aliens, not putting that word out there. They just like, there are things that they can't quite identify. Yes, there's an organization that the government has. It's called SETI, S-E-T-I, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. So we send out radio signals into space. Oh. We have been for years. Wow. To see, and it's math. It's usually math because math is the universal huh. language. So we're assuming that they would send back some kind of communication. What if the aliens are like stupid? Yeah, what if they're like, one plus I one failed one equals algebra. four. <laughs> so anyway, Department of Safety released this video. Yeah. There's a CNN article everybody should go read and watch the video. But it's basically this fighter pilot, <clears throat> and he's got a camera on this thing that looks, they describe it, it looks like a Tic Tac, uh, like flying through the air. Mm-hmm. But whatever the guy's name was that headed up that department at the time said, the reason this case was like such an interesting one that makes him think leads him to believe that there is, you know, alien right. communication trying to happen or whatever is this tic tac thing in the air was doing things aerodynamically that aren't physically possible for yeah. like our crafts to do. And like the G forces that are implied by what that thing was doing, it isn't healthy or even possible yeah. for a human like to experience. Like when it darted off the screen, they can do like a how many inches per square mile, whatever. They can do like a scale of that and say yeah. he was going 500 miles per hour or whatever, 5,000, whatever. And they can say, we don't do that. We don't make that here. Right. Which we don't. We don't have anything capable of that. Yeah. But it's just super interesting that it's not like a hoax or at least you know, They're I not even the claiming it's hoax. They're not saying like it's this is a weather balloon. They yeah. always have to it's say like something. It's like the first thing that I've ever seen where like the, the government's government is, involved yeah. and they're confirming it and CNN has like a freaking article on it. Maybe like they're, maybe it's like they're saying, "Will this freak them out?" and then they start slowly releasing <laughs> more things. By the way, <laughs> President well, Trump's an alien. I hope I hope that happens. <laughs> I want to see more alien videos. But there was a few years ago, um I think it was what's the the department that like deals with like toxic waste or like um, the EPA? No, it's not EPA. It's like hazardous materials, like uh, disease disease oh, control. C- yeah, CDC. Yeah, CDC. IRS. <laughs> <laughs> PDQ. They released some like on like Halloween or something. They released some article yeah. saying that there's been a zombie outbreak, and it was just a big funny joke. Yeah, but like a lot of people were like, "What?" Yeah. Wow. So I hope that this doesn't turn into that. Well, it it is weird to think, like, I think now we're panicked all the time, and it's we're just depressed. Like, if what what's happening now is we know everything all the time, and so there is no panic. Because, like, when we just knew, like, well, this is what the paper said. Aliens, people jumped out windows when Orson Welles read War yeah, of the Worlds on the right. radio because yeah, they thought it was dude, real. That was freaking crazy. So, because that's the news. Like, the news was so big. Now we know everything all the time. Mm-hmm. It takes so much to outrage us. Oh, yeah. I've seen only like two Twitter posts about this. Like we were thinking about President Carter. I was talking about President Carter for some reason yesterday at lunch with uh, Brian Bates, who's a comedian friend. And he was saying his first memory was his mom taking him at like age whatever because she had to, he had, she had to watch him while she went and voted against Carter. She voted for Gerald Ford the year that Carter won. Then we're talking about him losing the next year or the next election to Reagan because – the economy was bad, and there was this Iranian hostage crisis, and he was seen as weak because he couldn't get these five or six or how many ever there were Iranian hostages out of our embassy. And I started thinking about, like, how that would just be a blip on the radar. The fact that we had hostages in a foreign country, it doesn't even make news, really. Yeah, we're just like, right. well, of course they do. <laughs> right, and, like, right. that cost him the election, likely, that he was seen weak on terror because he couldn't solve this crisis. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Like, we're so overwhelmed with we're, news. That, like, yeah, I think this alien thing can sneak in under the radar. And it's like, this is like the biggest news ever possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and we don't believe 
Yeah. The, you can't. You yeah, don't it's really know. Hard to you don't know. You don't know what to believe anymore. And and it's a we're overstimulated by by everything in it. And because of that, it's just it's just you're just numb. You're just numb yeah. to it. Like well, I don't know. And then everybody, even I mean, my gosh, with all the scandals, everybody even who's giving you the news is suddenly untrustworthy. Yeah. And right. and you're you just it's a I don't know, man. It's a hard it's a hard moment informationally, but it is. It's a cool story. We could talk about the theological I, implications. You don't believe but theological implications? Oh, like if God? Created I don't other know. planets. Well, I know God created other planets. No, I mean God created. Read other the Bible, with, Johnny. God created other planets with life on them. Though. Space really freaks me out for that reason. It's so yeah. big. It's just like the ocean freaks me out. Yeah. Just the massive. Yeah. yeah. Just there has to be alien life, right? Like there's so much space, so much. It would do zero to my theology to yeah, find out. Yeah, mine too. It'd I mean, be fine. Why would you know? God obviously, if God created microscopic life that we're still discovering more and more yeah. every day, why not? Um, I think that. I think that <laughs> whether or not there's intelligent life, I, I don't know. You know, whether there's intelligent life here, Johnny, I'm not sure about. <laughs> Am I right? Um, but Archie, <laughs> what if <laughs> Kathleen Madigan, who I was talking about earlier, she had a bit about that about like, what if the reason these aliens never like land and come out is because we're like the Alabama of the universe? Because <laughs> they're like, oh, God, don't even stop there for gas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, we should probably wrap up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> On that note, now I got sorry more to for our talk listeners about. in Alabama. Are okay. we going to do an episode next week? Okay. I think it'd be really difficult. Yeah, with Christmas. That's like a dead week, man. It's hard. I, I, I will try though. I'll I be around. See I'll be around on Christmas. Dude. But our but our listeners, guys. Yeah, we got to think. About it. They're home, like with their family, trying to be like, I need some more walls. I need a podcast. <laughs> do you know that that's the big day when I worked at the movie theater? Christmas Day. Because you have like you open presents, you have dinner, yeah, and then you're like, I gotta get out of here, yes. Because my uncle just told me yeah. for the fifth time I'm going to hell for my earring or whatever. Yeah. Like you just you're it's too much family, and so they go, let's go sit quietly in the dark yeah. for two hours. It is kind of nice. So we were so slammed on Christmas Day when I worked in the movie theater. It was amazing. Yeah, it was our busiest day of the year. You liked yeah. it? No. Yeah, because oh, I had to work on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, I will. You know what? And this is an odd how we would. I will say this because I won't be able to say it another week because mm. Christmas will be gone. I will mm. say this just to encourage our listeners because something we talked about in Cookville. Yeah, just say this. However, you feel about about anything in life, the one thing that's been cool to me about Christmas this year that I've never thought of till now is that in my house, the day that my wife told us, told me, not us, she already knew. The day my wife told me she was pregnant, the day that a baby was coming, mm-hmm. like there's no going back. It changed everything for better, or for worse. Like, uh-huh. you you know, you can't you can't go back. And that really hit me like we celebrate this thing. And it's almost like a we almost like make this watered down version of Jesus because he's a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's this, you know, uh, oh, it's, like we said, you know, he doesn't cry or it doesn't. And I think at the end of the day, the reason God chose a baby is because there's no going back. Yeah. Like he he forever became like the bloodline of divinity and humanity was forever mixed, and you can't reverse that now. Like you know, once once you have a guys, I have a child at home. I'm up to go take care of her. You know, and, and and God said, I'm forever going to now make this connection to humanity that's irreversible. I just think it's beautiful. I just think it's a beautiful thing that that's that's really what we're celebrating. So yeah, I encourage awesome. I encourage listeners with that. Like, hey. Whatever confusion you have or questions you have about God, just realize something. God's real true message to you when he sent Jesus is that he, he, there's no going back. There's no going back. And that, that's your love forever. So anyway, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes. That's right. That's right. May you drink lots of eggnog and oh, no. have many presents. Eggnog yeah. is so I like gross. Egg, I like eggnog. It's amazing. It's flavored mucus and it's <laughs> awful. You know what it is? I feel like it's it's melted vanilla ice cream. It really does taste like that yeah. with a little bit of cinnamon and nutmeg. Oh, why not yeah, just yeah. why not just have some ice cream, man? Well, no. you can't drink that it's all year same. long. It's like a milkshake that you left out and you realize this isn't milk. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's no milk. Gross. Well, you guys have a Merry Christmas, and uh, if we, we might talk to you next week, we might not, but you guys will. If not, we'll see you in the new year. Yeah. I'll talk about that. Don't shoot your eye out. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent. 
Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.